Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. Independence Report, which is actually uh, Life Between Lives with uh, Natasha Venter and Regan Forston and myself. And this is a show about, yes, what happens when you die? The afterlife, what happens with your friends, your family, and all that kind of good stuff. We're going to be talking about that today. We've got a, a real good roundup of guests. Of course, these two are not guests. They are they are kind of like... Um, um, um regulars or they're hosts or there's something what are you uh natasha what are you <laughs> well we're regular contestants i guess or <laughs> not contestants because we're not playing a video game i've been playing with my fairies so they're actually having fun with our conversation lately i think you need to explain that just a little bit okay so um i i was building a fountain for my fairies and Fairies are one of the, the, they're like angels and that kind of thing, but they're just part of the elementals, you know, water, fire and all that kind of stuff. And when they have, when they're involved in the game, you get kind of giddy, you know, the people who just kind of automatically bounce around and do what they're wanting to, you know, just, they just have that energy that bounces around. They love to dance and all that kind of stuff. Usually they have the fairy energy, the fae energy within them and, and so when me playing with my fairies, they kind of have fun with technology, conversations, mischievousness. You know, if you kind of lose something in your house and you know you put it down exactly there and then it's not there and it happens over and over again, you, well, you kind of know that the fairies are having fun with you. And so there's little things that you can do to help out. Well, I've lost my debit card. There's, oh, my earphone or my plug-in phone, um, earphones. And there's something else that I've lost in the last couple of days. So I built them a, a water fountain. <laughs> Hopefully that helps out a little bit. <laughs> so, so, Regan, when was the last time you played with your fairies? <laughs> well. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't close to do that. The, Natasha, the opening was too wide and too deep. I couldn't. I couldn't help myself. I, I get it. I, was, I get it. <laughs> I was pulling weeds just before this. I'm trying to get the. I have such a huge backyard, so I'm just doing a little section at a time. And uh, yeah, I've heard. You know, there was a, a person that did seminars, and they were packed. Um, and he was a guy who wrote a book. Uh, he'd been in touch with, uh, you know, fairies and all the little people and that, and he would do uh, seminars all over the country and it would be packed and people were there and he would tell them how they can uh, see them, you know, and start and communicate with them and everything. Um, I listened to him on coast to coast uh, radio a few times. And uh, uh, this was a couple years ago because uh, it was kind of interesting and they'd have people call in and, you know, talking about when they saw them and, you know, we have had, I know uh, I've heard of, in the life between life process, when people go to a past life, we've have had some people that are, you know, gnomes or fairies or whatever, you know, you want to call the people that are kind of, they, they, and what I understand is that they exist and a little bit 
different vibration than we do. And sometimes some people can tune into that and some people can't. Um, but, uh, you know, it's interesting for sure. But what are the, what's their purpose? I mean, is a, is a gnome or a, uh, a, a leprechaun or a fairy or, I mean, what, 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 what use do they serve? Natasha probably answered that. All I know is what I've read in storybooks. <laughs> I don't know. Never seen one. Uh, well, Kate Mattel was was special. She was. Oh, the, they're uh, they're part of the guide system. You know, like we have angels guides, ascendant masters. You know, sometimes if we're writing a song or something, we may have you know somebody who's passed come down and help them. Kind of like the way that Regan talked about that when he did his past life regression that. Um, uh, Newton came and, and helped, you know, be part of the system. And so, you know, we have these guides and everything. Well, the fairies are part of that system, uh, that they do help us. They work with us. Like if we're not grounded, sadly, they're a little bit mischievous when they do things. So if we're not being grounded, they may trip us and make us fall. If we're not paying attention to what we're doing because we're rushing from this thing or this thing, they may take something of ours so that we can say, wait a minute, where did I put that? We slow down instead of just running from one thing to another. Uh, I know for me that uh, in my kid's bedroom, there was a couple of fairy gnome slash, you know, sometimes the they're hard to describe and look sometimes because they're just this miscellaneous look. And I mean that with respect guys, honestly, um, <laughs> that, that they were, you know, when you walked in the room, you might felt something dark and heavy, but my kid struggled with depression a lot of times, especially during teenagehood. And so that darkness was taking some of the darkness, like a vacuum cleaner um, and taking some of that energy and they kind of, work with that kind of thing. But fairies are, you know, they're leprechauns. You know, the leprechaun is a perfect representation or or Tinkerbell is another form of fairy, but yet they're not all like Tinkerbell. <laughs> but yet that's another there there's the flyers, there's the walkers, there's the there's just the the ones that are gnomish looking, you know, there's some that are really tall looking like sticks and and trees. You know, there's different forms of fairies or the elementals, you know, if you want to put them in a bigger bag, you know, that are around. But they're here to support us. They're help, here to help us. Like, if you want to manifest something, ask the fairies because they're on the ground. They're helping us do things. I, uh, like, I had dandelions that were kind of taken over my yard. And I just said, okay, fairies who represent dandelions, can you at least help manage them so that they're in certain places? Because I need more I don't want to say balance because fairies aren't about balance. Uh, but yet I would like something that's a little bit more respectful so I don't have to constantly feel like I'm doing work. You know, I want to have fun doing things. So can we have a little more fun, you know, balance so I can have more fun? You know, and that's how how you can work with some of them. But they love water. They love toys. They love sparkly things. You know, Christmas decorations, the glitter, you know, and like seize candy, uh, a little bit of tobacco, you know, something like that. They love, they, they just love that playfulness of things. I was just looking up on the internet. I wonder what's the best, what's the definitive book on fairies, you know, someone who's kind of tuned into all that and has written a book. And, um, 
I don't know. Well, they and, but but uh, there's an audio book called Finding Fairies, but she spells it F A E R I E S. Would that be right? Well, there's different there's different um, different spellings. Different spell spellings. I know for me, like I have been tuning into um, the fairy. You know, like I have a deck of cards. Like I use Doreen Virtue's uh, fairy deck. You know, also, which is a lot like this, you know, yeah. so it's not necessarily, they're more, they're more innocent, but I use, I've been finding since I'm going deeper with them that I'm using this deck. And so a lot of the, a lot of them have the, <coughs> have just different looks to them. Oops, that's a blank card. Sorry about that. You know, they, they'll, they'll just be magical. They're just magical beings <coughs> where. You just never know what you're going to look, you're, you're not going to see. And these are actually, these are the way, um, I'm not going to show him. I don't want to scare anybody. Uh, there we go. Uh, you know, there's just different fairies and gnomes. I love this picture because this totally represents a fairy. Oh. You know, they're just playful. They're just, they're interesting. Nothing is, chaos is part of their walk. And so if you can ride on the chaos path that, it's amazing how much they almost have the star person look sometimes, you know, they're just, they're just interesting, but he really did a good representation of what fairies look like. So even if you just pick up like a, a, a tarot deck or a fairy deck and do some reading, you can really find out about fairies. Yeah. Here's a book. It's called seeing fairies. Mm -hmm. So it's from the lost archives of the fairy investigation society. <laughs> have a fairy. That would be something to get to get on the show, Kevin. <laughs> Someone who's an expert in that. Well, yeah, I, I suppose, but but you'd have to you'd have to buy into that. And I know. Uh, See, that's that's the thing with doing this work. It's like I just can't discount anything now because <laughs> we're just finding out pretty much everything we think paranormal is true in some form. You know, it's not people's imaginations. I mean, it's mostly out there. Whether <clears throat> you know, it's ghosts or. Um, you know, um, all of the different things that are psychic, you know, like moving things with your mind and do everything. I mean, doing this investigation through the Newton Institute, we have people going to past lives or in these other, in the other world. It's like, you know, all the time we're just finding out like, gosh, all this stuff that we thought was just folklore or, or, uh, just people's imagination or all these things about psychics and mediums and in what I do. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, um, I just, you know, I just got to keep an open mind all the time because, you know, it just seems like the more I keep an open mind, then all of a sudden I go, oh, and I find out that's true. You know, even about the aliens, I've been finishing, almost finished the book um, that Dolores Cannon's book about the um, client she had that she did many, many sessions over years and then wrote a book that, you know, he was, uh, uh, you know, abducted, um, but then found out that he was in this. He incarnated in, in his body here on earth um, from being an alien to come down here to do something to try to help make change and how scary for him it was going through this. But then when it was all said and done, he understood everything and and it was OK. But wow. I mean, uh, so I'm just reading it with an open mind. And, you know, I think pretty much everybody knows the aliens are real now. There's just so much out there that's unbelievable. Well, uh, we're going to find that the movie, like if you ever saw the movie Men in Black, 
Yeah. You're going to be amazed because the world is actually, in my perspective, in my truth, is a lot like that one. Yeah. <laughs> we're just we're just part of the bigger picture and part of the smaller picture and the and the all in between. But the best we can do is just do the better we can in the moment that we're in. And that's yeah. basically what this life is about. Well, it's just it's just but I, I'm also seeing how because of our limited consciousness, you know, some of these new concepts at first can really be disturbing for people. You know, even you know, like past life regression now it seems so so like, oh, yeah, everybody kind of knows that that's real uh, because, you know, we've proved it over and over um, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of times, you know. Uh, but still, some people that don't have that mindset yet, and you mentioned something like that, and they just get this fear on their face, like, mm -hmm. you know. So, but that's basically true of anything that we don't have a knowledge of. We just seem to fear it or, you know. So I just, you know, over, you know, I just keep thinking of that. Uh, uh, Einstein quote, you know, that the uh, rejecting something without investigating at first is n doesn't make much sense, you know. Mm -hmm. So people hearing all the stuff we're talking, and, hey, we're just as curious as you all are out there listening to the show. We're just telling you what we found and, you know, what we know from our perspective. So um, if you're interested in fairies, there's, I just was looking like online, there's, gosh, <laughs> and the thousands of, uh, things you can find out about on there, you know, because there's some people that uh, seem to have that ability, you know, and, same and, with uh, mediums or past life regression and what we do or radio show hosts, you know, there's, whole, <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a whole, you know, some people think that they're like, uh, you know, not real, you know, <laughs> but they are. Um, uh, well, go ahead, Regan, can you, um, what's the name of the book again? Oh, okay. I've got it right here. It's for, hi, Veronica. Okay, uh, she's like part of our group now. It's called Seeing Fairies. So that's the name of the book. Um, uh, you probably can't see it you know, on the screen, but I just went, uh, I think she just types that in. And uh, there's another one called Backyard Fairies. And there's one, the Illustrated Encyclopedia of Fairies. Um, there's, there's a lot out there. There's a lot just, of stuff out yeah. there. And us in the U.S. are actually behind. If you go over to Scotland or Ireland, or that it, it's you, you grow up with that conversation. You grow up with yeah. you know who's in the garden next to you. You know it, it, it's we're it's just part of the team. You know it's like one day when I was um, kind of getting frustrated because there was so much busyness in my house. It was kind of like having a bunch of cats around, you know, I just felt like the floor was moving, you know? Yeah. And, and I just said, everybody outside, go play. It was spring, go play outside. And I had two mushroom rings outside my front door, which are fairy rings. You know, when you have mushrooms that go around in a circle, that's a fairy <laughs> ring. And so it was like, you know ah, yeah, I, I got my, you know, got, <laughs> got my confirmation that the house was too busy and they needed to go outside and play. You've been doing your fairy research. Uh, well, yeah. I've kind of lived with it my whole life. It's, it's called fairies exist. Mm -hmm. Oh, fairies, they exist. Well, very good. And by the way, uh, um, gosh, there's just tons and tons and tons of books. So just uh, Veronica, just look put books on fairies you're gonna there's probably 50 of them on here interesting it's, it's not a new conversation it's, no. just, it's just becoming more and more available and so with me it's an everyday oh. process it's they they i've my my team is like i have a friend who who can hear them too and she says boy 
all your fairies do is laugh behind your back. <laughs> it's like, live my world. <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, uh, Natasha, we have got somebody that is on the line that would like to talk to you about uh, something real quick. And by the way, if you're wondering, Natasha Venter is a uh, psychic medium and a life coach. Uh, One of the folks that she works with, her name is Susan. And Susan uh, says to you, I was told that my brother came into this lifetime angry with me for something I did to him in a past life. This feels right to me, but I can't see what I did. Can you see the event? What did I do to him? Okay, give me a second to tap in, please. Um, so what I'm seeing is that, okay, going back. Uh, it was back um, a couple of human lifetimes ago, not your lifetimes, but human lifetimes ago. So a couple generations back. And what I see has happened is, is that you were close as family, but not close. I mean, okay, so how to, so excuse that. So you were close. So it would be like two, two groups of families very close together, if that makes sense that that it would be kind of like if Kevin and Regan were really good friends, you know, and you guys hang out together. You did, you know, you went over to each other's house, had potlucks and, you know, la da 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 So is that kind of a relationship? And I feel like that you were female in that one and he was male in that lifetime. But you ended up, oh, this is where it kind of gets gray because you and him got into a relationship that did not end well. And I can see that his life ended because of it, but I do, I can't see at this second in time, because there's so much going on around me and what's going on that he, um, I don't know if you did it or if he ended up doing it because of you. And so there was an ending in his life because of that scenario. And you guys were very close together, but there was always something. His personality did was a lot like it is now. So his perspective wasn't as clean as what yours was. And you are a little bit more mischievous and, and frustrating too at that time too, because of what was going on around you. So if you think about that, maybe it was around the, uh, it wasn't the 1900s. It was a little bit further back. So there was a lot going on around us and there was a lot of tr- trauma you were actually, that's what it was, is you were, I'm seeing now cleaner that you were over and you guys had to come, you guys were going to start coming over to this land. So you were over on the other side. And so it was at that time when people started coming over to this uh, land and there was a lot of things, but neither of you made it over here at that time because of the, the turmoil between the two of you. Oh, did, did they, did they get into a boat? No. Ah. They never no. made it to the boat because I was going to say they could have, you know, went down with the ship kind of thing. But no. And I'm getting now that. Thank you. for <clears throat> I'm, I'm I, my team was clearing it up for me. So you did not kill him. But yet it was kind of like he was angry walking away from something that went on with the two of you. And he wasn't in his right mind and he got sabotaged. And so he just he, he was discombobulated <laughs> coming out of that life. And he just it was just one of those things that he carried with him in his I don't want to call, uh, okay. So from my understanding that in our life, our souls, 
go back and we come more neutral. But there's kind of like a mind or an emotion or something that kind of can come with our ourselves as we go through different lifetimes. It's not, I don't want to call it like a suitcase, but it's kind of like a, a mind that kind of sticks with our soul that can remember different past lives. But yet at the same time though, and I'm just, this is new information to me. So I, I apologize if it's not making sense that as we're going through in different lifetimes, that that mind can carry those emotions when we're coming down to different lifetimes. And we don't necessarily have it with us when we are um, with, uh, you know, on the other side after we pass, but we do have recognition of what we did in our life. So it's almost that kind of our mind. It's that recognition of what we've done from different lifetimes to different lifetimes. And, and sometimes there's some emotion that stays with that, that mental mind that stays with our soul. Some people would say that's, that is indebted or embedded in your DNA. It's part of that. It's because it, our DNA is part of our soul line too. Right. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask Susan a question too. Maybe she can chime back in. Has that uh, caused a rift between her and her brother? Like, um, I'll answer that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and if so, because he's aware of it and she's aware of it. She, they can both choose now to just bury the hatchet now and not carry it on, realizing that this lifetime is a new start. And that even though, you know, it's like if you have a, an argument with your wife or something and it's, it seems you go, oh, I'm, I'm divorcing you or blah, blah, blah. And then a week later you make up, everything's good because you, you know, you mature, you forgive each other and you move on. Um, and then I'll tell that story that I did again. This is for Susan if she didn't hear that before too. But uh, it's, it's about um, that nurse that I had that had a doctor that was real cruel to her. <clears throat> and th th this uh, every few weeks he would come in and it, it, he, the doctors would rotate. So when he was going to be on duty, she would have panic attacks in her car before going in because he was always so cruel to her. And she had never done anything to him. Uh, she didn't know why that, that he was just made her life hell. Well, <clears throat> on the other side, when she did a life between life thing, She's before the council over there, and she asked that question. She says, why is this doctor so mean to me? And they just said one sentence to her, and they said, you were very cruel to him in another lifetime. That's all that they said, you know. So when she came out of it, she says, oh, I didn't want to hear that. You know, I want to hate this guy, you know, because, uh, uh, hey, there's Susan. Hi, Susan. Uh, and that's not Susan. That's Diana. Oh, wait a minute. We have, oh, Susan, there we go. That's right. That's Diana. Uh, <laughs> connect heart to heart and him with pain that carried over. Okay, good. So, you know, in other words, having that awareness that you did something bad in a past lifetime and then uh, realizing maybe why you don't like somebody, like if I was in the brother's shoes and that, um, you know, and realizing that there was a reason for that. And now in this lifetime, you can, you can stop that karma. So otherwise it's going to be carried on, on and on and on and on, you know, tit for tat. And uh, so now you've got to that point, we can just let it go. Yeah, we all we all have that ability. I can say that I've done a lot of that scenario with my husband. And this is the lifetime I said we're done with that. And we're creating a new contract. We're creating a new life together. And that's almost the time that he ended up getting sober. So we were done with that drama trauma to come forward. And, and Sue, I can speak th this part because you actually 
said this a little bit on our, uh, when you were on my show that, you know, you've done a lot of healing, my dear. And I am so proud of you for walking forward like you have, because you have done the, the healing part of it. You just didn't close the door with hate and, and, and all that kind of thing to continue it going. You did a lot of healing on this to move it forward. And I, and I just got to give you a, <laughs> you did good girl. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. Susan, if you I've see here, they say you guys parted ways in that relationship, but as long as you let go of it, it's up to him to do his part. And if he doesn't want to, then he doesn't have to, but it's just most important for yourself to just, you know, say, okay, he, you know, we're, we're this fighting, but, but, and if he doesn't forgive me for something I did in a couple lifetimes ago, that's on him kind of, but you know, you just, you know, you can let it go yourself so that it doesn't burden you. It's a so, karmic thing, right? Yeah. I think so. Diana could probably, it's, she's done so many past life regressions. Diana, just before you came in, this, uh, you probably see Susan on the screen there. Uh, her brother said that in a past lifetime, she had been very, very uh, cr cruel to him. And mm -hmm. that's affected their relationship in this lifetime. Anyway, they've parted ways, but she understands that. And we're just telling her now she can forgive that. But when uh, the, in the uh, past life regressions you've done, Diana, have you seen any healing done from that? Like, where people found that out in the past life and then they came back and they did something about it to move on. Yeah. I've, I've been seeing that recently that I have, I, I have one client that he ha has gone through several past lives with me. And in his current life, um, the two women that have been in the, both past lives, they keep switching roles between being the ex and the current wife, and they keep switching back and forth. And it's because the roles aren't complete. You know, they haven't finished the work. And it's in this life that they're resolving it. And so each of the, each life, they're learning a little more. So it's the, it's a process that we don't complete things in one lifetime. We complete it in many lifetimes. And so you find that patterns um, need to, you need to let people walk their own path. We can't protect people from their path and we try and, and resolve them, you know, and, and we can't, you know, so sometimes the, the lesson is with people is to let them be themselves and walk their own path because we've been trying to fix them or help them when in fact yeah. that, that is not the lesson. The lesson is to take care of yourself in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. And that's where I always kind of use the, the mantra, let there be healing on this because of the fact that like she made the statement, he won't change. Well, he, he may not change in this lifetime with your relate with her relationship, but she may, uh, she, he may change in another lifetime. And so that's where I just ask for healing on this so that, that somebody who, when we do the work, cause we're only responsible for us, that, that if we can do the work and do the healing in us, and then we ask for healing on that so that they can have some kind of navigation in their karmic work uh, that we can move forward. Because I can say that, that I've been told by my guides that we're done with the, the drama trauma of karma, you know, that it's our choice to either step into it or walk away from it. And if we just say, I'm kind of done with the drama trauma part of this, I'm, I'm just learning the experience so I can move forward. We're better off for that because we're not, if you notice that a lot of times then when we do something that's a little bit off or not in alignment, we notice right away because karma is not about carrying forward in lifetimes anymore. It's being fixed 
pretty quickly if we're in tuned with what's going on around us. Yeah. Well, uh, interesting too, that nurse, um, once she had that realization and she realized that she was going to have to look at him in a different way, uh, I talked with her months later and she said, for whatever reason, she didn't do anything. She didn't, because the doctor was totally unaware that maybe this was, you know, he was reacting subconsciously from a past lifetime of why he was being mean to her. So, so they had no connection that way. But when she changed her perspective, all of a sudden he's not being as mean to her, you know? So it's like all she had to do is change her perspective. And somehow that energy did something to that doctor where he wasn't treating her as mean as he used to. So maybe um, like with uh, Susan, you know, because she has this realization and if she can just send him some unconditional love, you know, send him some beautiful light or something unconditionally and and then just let go of it, you know, because maybe that'll help help him some because he, he, you know, you can just just see how he's he's in prison, you know, having this uh, hatred or anything towards you for something that happened way back then. And until he lets it go, he's going to be in, uh, in a cage in a sense, you know. And that's the thing I think that's easier in my perspective and what I've witnessed and, and uh, observed is, is that when we have a non-emotional uh, relationship, you know, like maybe, you know, doctor patient or waitress or uh, kind of a friendship friendship, not a, a deep friendship, but just a light friendship, you know, that a lot of times or just a quick husband relation, wife, relation, you know, husbandish relationship type of a wedding relationship. There we go. That's a better terminology that when we get into those and they're quick and they're done, a lot of times they're not really re, uh, emotionally charged in this lifetime, but like siblings that have grown up in the same womb together, have the same DNA that a lot of times we almost can't do that kind of quick shifting because we have a lot of stuff that happened in this lifetime in addition to what's happened in other lifetimes. And so, you know, I think it's almost easier to fix something when we're not blood related to it. You know, like I could fix things quicker with my husband than I almost could with my children, you know, because there's something lineage with my children that's different than with, and the, and the same thing with my parents, you know, there's something different than I could do with my husband, you know, because we weren't ever brother and sister, we were more always relationship based of husband, wife, you know, you know, different things like that. So it was kind of a different working in the contract of how to heal things. And yeah. so that's when I want to let people know anything can be healed if we choose to work on it. Yet at the same time there, there might be more stinging or more uh, strings attached when we have blood related compared to relationship related. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kevin, you want to introduce uh, Diana for people that just tuned in? Oh, sorry. I think, I think you should do that. It's a wonderful idea. I, I had, uh, sorry, Diana. I had, Hi. I had that thought myself as well, but some people just won't be quiet. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Diana, it's a pleasure having you back on the show. Thanks. Thanks. I'm good. <laughs> I've been working with, with clients this afternoon, so it's been busy. Does that does that give you uh, um, an energy boost or is it draining to work with clients? Yes, both. That's right. <laughs> it's right, both. And it gives an immediate energy boost as you work with clients, and then you realize about two hours later how tired you are because yeah. you've been so present. But yes, I mean it's a 
I, I feel it's such a gift to be able to work with clients, you know, and to be able to, to have clients share their lives and their experiences um, with me. By the way, uh, Natasha, I just wanted to make sure that you knew I was only kidding. Uh, of course. <laughs> all right. Very good. But, we but all know we're all friends here. Diana and uh, Regan, I wanted to ask you guys, I wanted to zero in on this because I think, I think it's, uh, it's extraordinarily important. And that is you, um, you met Dr. Newton years ago. Regan never met Dr. Newton. Uh, I had the opportunity to interview him and he's passed on now, but you've had multiple people that you've taken to a life between life session. And one of you can describe exactly what that is to everybody and you have met him that is that is just extraordinary to me uh yeah i just met him diana did you meet him before he passed no you didn't either I, did you oh you didn't either okay no I but just, I've, I've been i've been in his house and i've stayed overnight in his house and i've i know, knew his wife until you knew his wife that's right before yeah. that's right that's great that you did that great interview with her um before and she passed shortly after that Right. You know, so we got to got to see what it was like being with this man that discovered this this miraculous process now that's available to anybody worldwide. Um, and for people just listening, you know, this is what the show's about is just we're just talking about about life. Well, the process Michael Newton discovered 40, 45, 50 years ago accidentally was um, uh, this process where in a deep state of relaxation or trance or hypnosis, whatever you want to call it, just being deeply relaxed. We all seem to have, I call it a God switch. And when we're in this thing, we can easily visit uh, past lives and then we can actually uh, see where we went in between the lives, you know, uh, where we were planning our next life. And and um, this Newton process, we're, uh, Diane and I are both researchers now, just we're not for any particular religion or any belief that way. It's just up to people to take the information we give them and, um, you know, and however they want to use it in their own spiritual path. But um, we've pretty much mapped out a lot of what happens when you die, where you go, and what you do when you're there until you decide to come back again. And um, so when we're talking about, uh, you know, people in our lives that we have issues with, one of the things that the process really helps in is that over there, um, you can find out why you're having a difficulty with a particular person. And, uh, and when you come back, having that knowledge helps you change uh, that relationship for the better, because now you have an understanding of what's going on, you know, so uh, instead of, you know, being clueless, you know, and that's why you particularly love somebody or why you maybe have an aversion to somebody or someone has an aversion to you. You get all those questions answered over there. And Natasha now, she's able to pick up on a lot of that because she's, you know, between like for me, I feel the walls like this thick between here and the other side. And with Natasha, it's just kind of like that. But she just picks it up. Um, but for most of us that don't have that ability, like Natasha has, we facilitate you uh, being able to be like your own medium in a sense, as you know, as you get these answers directly. Um, so Diana probably can maybe explain it better than that. But uh, uh, what, what would you say, Diana? I, so what, uh, did, what did Dr. Excuse me, Diana, but I wanted to get yeah. down to what did Dr. Newton have to say for himself and what was his overriding uh, wish for us, for humanity, why he did what he did, why he worked as hard as he did to get the word out and to do what he, and, and, and he's gone now, um, but he is still in contact with people 
who go to the other side to visit him. It's, it's kind of like he's in the conv- convalescent center and you, and you're sending people over to his room to sit down and talk with him. Yeah. Um, what, what, what's he saying? What's, what's, what's it all about? He wants people to know about, about this connection to the love energy that we're all part of. He wants us to have that. He, he believed that there is um, a paradigm, a way of looking at things that connects us to more than a single life. And that when we move into that soul energy and that soul place, that it can help us understand and heal a lot of the things that we engage with in a lifetime. So when we look at things from the very small, from the perspective of a single life and what's happening now and how your, you know, neighbor did something that you don't like and the things that, you know, the daily life stuff, we get down to this very micro level. And he's saying, when you look at things that way, you it's hard to heal. But when you raise your perspective and put yourself into the whole of, of consciousness and connect yourself on that level, you have a whole different view and a whole different way of resolving your own self and your soul's journey and where you're going. Did he mention at any point in the conversation, Regan, I know you had one with him. Did he, did he say, well, you know, I, I wrote those books and they were all wrong and I'm really sorry. Or was he, was he like, I know what I, what, what I wrote was correct and, and, and stuff. Does he, does, has he been validated by experience that what he wrote was correct? Yeah. Yeah. He, he just, and, and he's just um, taking the process further, just saying that what's the main important thing now, and we've never been in a better time in history where this could be more open and out in the open and be accepted because people are just, they have this intuitive something burning in them that they want answers to all these things and that they, and that they know that there's something more than this body right here, you know? So Michael, what I got from him, he's just saying, any way you can help people raise their consciousness even a little bit, you know, through the Newton process or the, you know, the quantum healing, or there's, there's dozens of other things out there that are, you know, even just getting somebody to do, start doing meditation when they haven't before, you know, there's, everybody takes their steps to this point, but right now we're, 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 those steps are kind of speeding up. I think, you know, this is, you know, even 10 years ago, this process would have been more papooed than it is now. And I'm surprised, like if I'm at a dinner party and someone asks me what I do, maybe Diana's had the same experience, but you know, when people ask, well, pretty soon that's all anybody's talking about. You know, mm-hmm. I have sometimes I have to say, well, this is this is so-and-so's party here. I don't want to be the center of attention here. Let's just, you know, call me or we'll talk about it privately or something, because people are just curious, you know, and realizing that we're 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 not woo-woo people, we're we're re- we're researchers. You know, we're just saying we put people in this, uh, you know, deep into trance this way, which almost anybody can do, which is blows my mind still. And they have these experiences which have this beneficial, beautiful effect, sometimes life changing effect uh, on their lives. You yeah, know, Michael, so. And Michael believed that his process was one that he developed over time that worked for him. But he didn't believe that how he was doing it was the way it was going to end. It was the beginning. Yeah. And and when I engaged with him, because I went on one of the journeys where we asked the questions, um, he, he was very clear. He developed a basis, a starting point. But as consciousness shifts, as people shift, as the world shifts, the 
how we engage also shifts and that he wants the people who are doing this work to be able to have that flexibility to build on the values and the core beliefs of, of his process, which he still believes in, but to be able to take it to people who are here today. Yeah. So, uh, so he, he always said, I would never do something online. Well, when he was practicing online was the telephone. So but the world has changed with Zoom you know, that, that it's possible. And I would say I do almost 90% of my work online because people are online and that's the way they're interacting with each other. But I also do it in person and there is no qualitative difference between online and in person as there was when, when Dr. Newton was practicing. And, yeah. and so things shift. And so he expected us to shift and to grow. You know what yeah. I'd love to see, Regan, I'd love to see you and Natasha uh, have a session with somebody and uh, using your own you, your own gifts and coming up with a really full-blown explanation of what's going on. Yeah. Well, that would be cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> like Natasha, you just did that reading for Susan and you're not even seeing her, you know? So it just shows that, you know, this consciousness we have, we're so used to this having to be everything in the physical, but we're spiritual beings, you know? And so there's no time and space and there's no space between, for instance, it's just like if you were sitting right next to Susan, you're getting, seeing the same thing uh, just by tuning into her energy or something, you know? So I guess that's maybe how we could explain Zoom, right, Diana? I guess that's yeah. what it's, you know, it's just, we technically, and that's why um, Diana is going to help me uh, to get doing some of these too, is this, there's a technical part that we have to work out, you know, physically, which is how, when, you know, if the person's laying down, we have to be able to hear them. We want to see their face. So we have to have the camera just right. We have to have a protocol, like if somehow the internet uh, causes a problem or something. And once those things are worked out, then people, um, like I did my first session with another Life Between Life therapist in Alabama, and she had everything perfect. You know, I could see her face. And it was, it was like I was, because I have the screen right in front of me here, it was, I was actually seeing her better. I was hearing her better. I uh, had my notes, so it was just, I mean, the session just went flawlessly, and it kind of opened my eyes, you know, that just this, you know, how can this be? But uh, it's we're, it's a phenomenon, but it's, uh, doesn't it amaze you, Diana, sometimes just how easy people um, find this process to be? Yeah, I mean, uh, if the biggest thing is to develop trust. Any kind of therapeutic <laughs> relationship requires that you trust. And yeah. once you develop a trusting relationship, then people feel comfortable talking and then they open up and they tell you what's happening. Um, something I always say to clients is don't tell me what you want me to hear. You know, tell me what's happening. If you think you're just going to tell me, oh, yes, I'm seeing what you're telling me I'm seeing and you're not seeing it, then it doesn't help you. You just wasted your session. So. If you lose your internet in the middle, it's not a problem. Um, yeah, what do you do, uh, Diana? What, what I do is Zoom holds the connection. So let's say the client loses it. What I tell the client, the suggestion I give them is that you will feel the shift in energy. You will feel that I'm not there and you will be able to open your eyes and see that the connection is lost and you will be able to sign right back in because I will still be on because Zoom holds the connection. So 
uh, if I lose it and my client is still on, I just dial back in because Zoom holds the connection. And so it really isn't a problem as long as you cover those bases before. What happens if your earbuds lose power? You know, you can't hear. So you take them out and you, you get a new pair and new headset. When you are in a deep trance, you're able to... Um, come out um, enough to go to the bathroom. Yeah. You're, able, you're able to, you know, you're really, once you're in a deep trance, you have about 10 minutes uh, of disconnect, disconnecting time before you're totally out. So yeah. it's, it's pretty simple. I've had people who had um, issues, technical issues, and I, I never call people by name in session because I'm talking to their souls, so I never call them by their human name. And so if uh, I had a client whose uh, camera kept going out and I said, I had to tell him, uh, his name was John. So John, I, I'm talking to you and telling you that your camera has gone out. Could you please fix it? And so he opened his eyes, he got his camera back on, laughed and went back right back in. Yeah, so, I'm surprised at that, how people... Uh, the last one I had, I had a, uh, uh, you weren't here last week, Diana, but I had a seven hour session uh, with someone. It just went, it, it, but so she had to go to the restroom two or three times. Every time she just, she would go in, come back, lay down. And within 30 seconds, we were right back where we were. Mm -hmm. And she was in the afterlife. So, yeah. you know, it's just like with Natasha, she just, you know, you ask her a question, you can see her kind of look up, she gets that information and, you know, and so with our clients, it's, it's kind of the same thing. You know, when they're in that state, it's like we put them in a Natasha kind of state, you know, <laughs> so that they can just lay down and just just go, you know, right back where they were, you know. Um, so, so the more comfortable you are as a therapist with working online, the more comfortable your client is. If you yeah. have, have no negative energy towards working in the medium, the client picks that up. If you're comfortable, the client's comfortable. Yeah, that's what I need to do a few times. Yeah. And and I always when I'm working with people online, I always try and do my a uh, preliminary my consultation with them online so that we can play with some of the stuff. Do you have the right lighting? Is it, you know, they can ask those questions and you can make connections with them. Yeah. And they, and they can you can feel and they can feel if you have a rapport. You know, yeah. if you don't have a rapport, you're not the right person. So um, I always want people to go to the person they have rapport with. Yeah. So. And Michael Newton, Regan, had to start yeah. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Newton had to start somewhere. So yeah. don't worry about starting somewhere. You know, it's just part of that, that scenario. And I, and I wanted to add in that, like he just, he's been saying to me that, you know, he was meant to be on this earth to get people to wake up. Mm-hmm. And that was his key. And he chose this as that path. Right. And so with that, that it's just that part of, you know, we have these people who wake us up, you know, and I'm going to say some of the people that are negative in our lives, you know, like Hitler or somebody were here to wake us up. But there's some people who are good for us in a way that like Michael Newton, you know, to wake us up, you know, give us the books to read and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, Diana, I learned uh, in um, from the quantum quantum healing hypnosis technique, and I've done two other. I'm at level two with them now too, and it's just enhanced my what I learned in 
you know, from uh, the Newton way of doing things. It's like I've kind of combined two a little bit. But um, so and I'm thinking if we even I can suggest some of the things when if we're doing advanced training for some of the other therapists. But it was mostly about when people get stuck when they're just in the dark, you know, in other words, because some of us panic, we don't know what to do. It's like, oh, my gosh, then we quit the session or something. And they had really good um, techniques on just 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 hang in there, you know, mm -hmm. just hang in there, take your time. And and once I've done that, like in the last year now, I've uh, when I've had people that kind of were stuck for a while, I, we've always been able to move through it. You know, you try this way, this way, and then finally, boom, something happens. You know, so it's good to just know those little things, you know, that uh, as you go, you know, or just find out what other people do, you know, when when people get stuck a little bit. Um, so uh, but, yeah, I'm surprised. I think I've been from like in the 90 something percentile, you know, success rate now where I was about 80 something about a year ago. So it's, it's helped just to learn some more techniques, you know. Sometimes people get stuck because they have work to do before they go into the deep trance state. Yeah. That's usually the reason. Um, I had someone that I was working with um, uh, two days ago, and she's somebody who had abuse in her childhood, physical and emotional abuse. And she came to do a preliminary session with me uh, before getting into doing past lives, because we just wanted to check to see what her skill level was. If you've never done hypnosis before, you know, just take the weight off of it and just do an, a, a session of going into trance and see what it feels like, you know, so there's a slower way. So she wanted to do that. And so she came and we did that session and she went right into the abuse. She went right into what happened and opened it up and, and she just sat with it. And she just let it all open and, and, and was, I mean, literally shaking. And, but she came to do that work. And that was the work she was meant to do to start with, was to feel safe enough to be able to be with somebody while she was doing that work because she couldn't do it by herself. Yeah. And, th and that is the beginning of the process because she couldn't go and do deeper work if she had work that she had to do first. So many times a client will have something that is sitting in their way. And, and that's the reason they want to do the session. But if you try and take them into a between life state, when they need to deal with a relationship that isn't working, or, you know, need to, um, you know, get a divorce, or those kinds of things that are the today things, that you have to deal with some of these things first and your guides will always take you into the session you need to have. So yeah. I always trust that our guides will take us where we need to be and give us the support we need to have and that they're guiding the session for our highest good, for my good and the client's good. And sometimes I feel very uncomfortable in a session and I have to sit in my discomfort if that is what I need to do to hold space for the client to work something through. It's not about me feeling comfortable. It's about the client experiencing what they need to experience in the session. Yeah, I've had guides a few times uh, where they got they they went to the past life. They turned around. There's their guide or something, um, which, which they are thrilled about. And then we try to go further, and they they've not allowed. They said, "No, you're not. You can't nope. yet." So we always say, "Well, when? When can they come back?" And they, both both times I remember this one said six weeks. One said a couple months. 
So they came back at that time, had the whole experience, you know. Um, but I had a, I had a gentleman. I think I told on the show before, but but it, it's kind of the same the situation where he came for. He was an ex gang member in his late forties now, and he he all of a sudden becomes spiritual because he's wondering why is he still alive? Because he'd been shot six different times in gang fights, and he had six bullet wounds, but he didn't. You know, he lived through that. His car got stuck on a train track, and it hit his car totally demolished his car. He walked out without a scratch, you know, but um, what was, what I didn't know at the time, because we were starting a session and, and um, you know, he just went so deep. I couldn't even wake him up. You know, I mean, he just, he just, and a lot of it was cause he was, he did meth the night before he's been doing meth. And I think it had to do with the drugs. But anyway, then it came out that, you know, the main thing that was bothering him in his life is his son had put a gun to his head and, and shot him in the head. And the bullet went in his ear, came out his mouth. So he had a big old scar over here. Uh, and um, when I heard that, it's like, whoa, I think we have some work to do. So I did regular therapy with him with the tapping, the EFT. I had him close his eyes. I said, okay, on a scale of one to 10, how much is this bothering you? And he goes, I'm at a 23. <laughs> That's how horrible it was. So we did the tapping for about a half an hour. I had him check in again. He was at a four. So he went from a 23 down to a four. He came back the second time, got to a zero. And the third time I saw him, he was, he said, it's not, he says, I can think about it, but I'm, it's not bothering me now. So uh, then I lost touch with him. He got his phone number changed or something. And I owe him a free session still. So um, he said, eventually he's going to come back and we're going to try to do the life between life thing. But that just brought up another question, Diana, have you had anybody that's like, I had a, my last client just this week, uh, went to a special place, which was Disneyland for her. And oh my God, what imagination she had. She was in, oh, it was just beautiful. But then I tried five different ways to get her to a past life and we hadn't. But then I'm finding out she's been a you know, meth addict for like 15 years and meth is just part of her life. So I'm wondering if if the drugs ha has anything of keeping them from, from getting to where she needed to go. It's, it's how people go into a trance state and whether they're actually conscious or whether they're dissociative. And the problem is the people, I always, uh, I ask in my intake what people are taking and have been taking because I don't want to work with somebody who is using because I don't want to interact with the drug. And if somebody is using meth, they, uh, they will dissociate. They're more likely to dissociate than they are to, to go into a, uh, a trance state that we want them to go into. Yeah. So they don't connect with consciousness, they dissociate. And that's that's the issue. So when you're dealing with people who who use or, you know, it's like don't use alcohol the night before. You know, I it I don't want to deal with the drug. I want to deal with you. Um, and so that's that's something that I'm always very cautious about because uh, especially if it's if it's how they engage with their lives, they don't necessarily recognize the difference between a dissociative state and a trance state. But we may end up with Disneyland, you know, or cartoon yeah. characters or something that's totally irrelevant and you're trying to interpret it or support them in their work and they're not really working. They're just they're just zipping around. Yeah. So, and, and this brings up a question like for Natasha. So Natasha. If I have a, I mean, she, what a sweet, loving, you know, if you hear her whole story, you kind of understand why she's doing drugs. She's had a really left, uh, tough thing. And there's some, I could probably help her with regular therapy, mm -hmm. but um, 
if she can't get to that state, would she be able to like go to somebody like you, a medium, and you could read a past life for her or something like that, that she couldn't get to because she's blocked? Would that work? Or does, does her drug thing block you from being able to see things with her? No, it doesn't block. But I'm going to say, though, like what Diane was, Diane was saying, that the guides bring up what they're supposed to work on. And so if I'm supposed to work on something that is not related to a past life, that's what's going to come up for us. And sometimes I always ask somebody, what's your intention with the session? Mm -hmm. Just because I want to be on their path. But at the same time, there's sometimes where the first 15 minutes is what this, it's like the download, <laughs> you know, it's like they get what they're going to hear. And then we go on to what they're wanting to. But a lot of times it circles around to what the guides were telling them at the beginning. And that's what I do as I circle back around a lot of times. But yes, I can break through. Uh, now, if somebody is totally, like, I don't believe in this, this is denial, I'll get something but it's not worth my time to, you know, it's like somebody who keeps telling me that's not true. That's not true. And it's like, you know what, you don't, you're here for the game of it. And I'm not here to play the game, you know, yeah. and I don't mean that with disrespect. It, it's not, my time is too valuable to play that kind of interaction. I'm here to support people wanting to do life. Um, sometimes we don't know we, what work we want to do. And so that's where I'm, I'm not a, I love to help somebody find what they're wanting to work on. You know, that it, I'm not about trying not to help them work, but there's those people that are just flat out, just, Neh. and I, why sit with me? You know, it, it's not worth our, my, their time or my time. Yeah. Diana, have you had people come to you that just say, oh, I don't believe in past lives. I just want you to prove it to me. Yeah, that they just want the, and they want the experience. They just want to do it for the experience. And I have had difficult times getting people into past lives because they don't have an intentionality of the work. Yeah. It's just, it's just something to do. Um, and, um, and they're, they're not focused. There's no focus. So when I am doing a past life, I always ask somebody for the intention of the life that they're going into you know, what is the intention? Why are you doing this? Why, what do you want to know? What aspect of you do you want to know about? Yeah. And, and, and having an a, intention or an understanding of why you're doing work focuses the work. So it focuses it for them and it focuses my questions when I'm engaging with them. Like, what does that mean? You know, how does that influence you? And I can ask questions to how do you feel about that? You know, because they're in a life. How do they feel about it when they I, I just recently had somebody who had a wife and kids. And 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 when I asked how that relationship was, oh, it's fine. You know, it's like they weren't even a part of, of his life. And it's like, OK, so is that OK with you? Yeah, it's great. You know, because he in that life, he totally dissociated from that. And what he was trying to do was blot out what was important in his life. And so everything that was important was being blotted out, not just the things he was trying to avoid. And I got a question for the three of you. Sorry to butt in. That's okay. But I'm going to anyway. Uh, the question I have for the three of you is uh, using someone like Natasha's gifts, can that focus your attention after she has a session with them and, and debriefs it with you? 
about what the concerns are and what she got from the other side. Does that can that focus your your uh, attention and and focus your 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 in the direction that you want to take it? Yeah, I had a, a client who had been to a medium. Her son, her 18 year old son had died and uh, she found him in his room and uh, was devastated because her son had died. And, and so she had gone to a medium to try and understand this. And, and what she learned from the medium was that he was fine and that it was his time to go and that he had needed to go because he was here to set something in motion and that his death had been planned. And so when she came to me and we talked about that, um, what we ended up exploring was why did she have to experience that? What was it for her and her journey? Mm -hmm. So the journey we did was about what was this about for her? Because she had a lesson in that. He had his lesson, but our work was really around her journey and her experience and why, what the learning was for her and why he was in her life to begin with and what that meant. And she was someone who had come from a very broken family. And what she had done in her life was to establish a great family for him and, and that she and her partner had uh, successfully navigated this horrendous issue with the child and, but having ha the medium come in at the beginning and having had her work with that helped her crystallize what, what the next stages of her work was. And so she didn't have to repeat something that she already had, but she was able to confirm it for herself when, when she went into trance and was able to talk to him. But that then wasn't the primary focus. She'd already worked that part through. So it simplified things for her. Cool, cool. Maybe, maybe uh, Regan and Natasha, I've got a uh, idea. When maybe you guys could work together and do some stuff with some folks. Just yeah, if you do one, a one-two punch. Exactly. Well, you you know you start off with because the the thing is, a lot of people that I've talked to that try and get into trance or try and uh, work with a a medium, they don't allow the openness that that can can really provide a lot of details because they're closed and they keep their their mental stuff going. so natasha yeah. can open up the mental aspects of it and work with them so that they are wide open and ready to work with you yeah well uh diana last week we had a friend of mine on uh, natasha did a, a really uh good reading for him and uh it just it it, it was so accurate i mean she didn't I only told her just a few basics about him to say he's just a really good, probably my best friend and interesting, really interesting character. And, uh, oh, my gosh, she went right. It, it just. It was easy it to read. It was, <laughs> it was just so good. And I think that's, it, he might be listening now. I don't know, Tony, for listening or something. I'm glad Natasha could uh, help there. I might oh, fly too. down to uh, do a session for a friend of his <clears throat> uh, where Tony's staying right now. Uh, it's this man, he owns like, I don't know, eight or 10 mansions around the world. And he's trying to turn them into health, uh, you know, where, where people can go to, like one of them is in Vegas, and they're going to turn this mansion into a place where you can get, uh, you know, Botox or talk to a medium or have a spiritual session or do whatever you want while you're there for the four or five days. 
and the uh, the owner there talked to him. He uh, just um, we talked to him on Wednesday, but uh, he had had a past life regression before that was successful. So, you know, when I told him about this, he's thinking about uh, maybe exploring his his you know beingness a little a little further. So, I might actually next Monday I might be in Vegas at that place if I go this weekend. So, remember Red Thirty Two, Red Thirty Two. <laughs> keep yeah. red 32 oh red 32 okay <laughs> I bought red 32 you'll be a millionaire yeah okay red 32 uh, is is that like that's roulette i know roulette yeah. yeah i never was much roulette i was always craps and uh and poker right. you know so anyway yeah just uh, um so um I just think all this work that we're doing, like I say, it's just it's so neat to like even the forest now is just great. Just how it just kind of all gelled here. Um, and, um, you know, people that um, are, are wanting to get a, uh, oh, I guess a session from Natasha or Diana or myself, um, we're all available. Um, you know, whether you see this the next week or, or five years from now, we'll probably, you know, still be doing it. I know I don't plan on, I, this is my life calling. So I can see myself being 70 years old, still doing something like this if I'm able to. Yes. It's one of those things. Cause I know that for me, you know, I've done a lot of sessions with, uh, with parents who have lost children. And in my sessions, I'm always about giving a clear as message as I can at the same time though, you know, seeing these broken Grief of a child is something that is unfathomable. And, yeah. and I just want to give people that love that, that, you know, it, it is get, I've witnessed people getting to a walkable grief as I call it. And, and I have been able to support that people have come back to me after a year of a session with they, me and, and they're smiling. And that is the greatest gift that I can give them is just to be able to smile again after losing a child. And because it is about the personal journey, you know, no matter what happens to us, it's, it's always about the personal journey. It always has to come back to why are we living it? And however I, I can help and I can, and I'm grateful for Diane and, and Regan doing the same thing. It's about how can we help you go through that process? And, and, the, and the process is called life. It's the journey of life. And how can we get you so that it's, it's, it makes more sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing I wanted to say to anybody that's listening is just lost someone to COVID. I mean, we have what half a million people now, and there's a lot of sadness going around. Is it from the work that we've done, you know, uh, if you've lost someone, they're doing just fine. So don't, don't, you might be sad and everything like that, but we know just from the work we're doing that everything is just, just fine on, uh, on their side. So don't, don't uh, uh, worry about that. Mm -hmm. In the work that any of you are doing, does it, uh, do they explain why COVID exists and why so many people have, uh, and so many people have passed away? Well, Diana, did you, have you found out more information yet on the, uh, all the sessions we did to find out about that? Um, it still hasn't, our research committee hasn't completed that, but what the, basically what, what people have found is that the pandemic is here to wake people up. <laughs> you know, it's it's here to get our attention that we're abusing. We've been abusing the planet. We've been abusing each other. We've been abusing ourselves. 
and and that not and not being mindful and it's forced us to wash our hands it's forced us to give people space it, it to bring us up to bring the energy up and so right. that that is it's to bring us out of where we are at this lower level of humanity. Yeah. And, I, would, and, and, I would so concur. Yeah. It's almost like um, it's not just the, it's not just COVID. It's the, it's our whole consciousness now that's going up with the me too movement and the black lives matters movement, COVID um, you know, what Trump stirred up everything. It's like this, the perfect storm in a sense to, force us to have to turn around and look at our shadows, you know, the, you know, like for some reason, we you know, I think just mentally we thought, oh, we had this like the civil rights movement in the 60s. So, wow, everything's okay now. And you realize that, wait a minute, that was just the first step. You know, the other is just, you know, ridding ourselves of all prejudice for, for all souls. And now we have to kind of, we've, we're seeing that it's right in front of us and we're just seeing how prejudiced we are, how, how we need to do more work. So, I think a lot of good's going to come from all this, you know. Does anybody talk about QAnon or anything like that on the other side or in in your circles that you're working because that is if you're not familiar with QAnon, uh it's it's a bit of a problem in, in right now and stuff. Does anybody have anything that they'd like to offer in that respect? It's called personal choice. Yeah, but that personal choice is causing the death and uh, of other people. Yeah, and 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 I get that, and it, it's the um, it's it's bigger than just the few minute conversation. Oh, uh, that I'll that I'll, <laughs> oh that I'll that I'll buy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I read on the internet, but I I didn't get to follow it up. That someone said they traced QAnon back to it's the guy in the Philippines doing this. It's just having fun with this. It's, you know? it's to me the whole thing is about what our belief systems are, and and it's about belief systems and what people believe and how they run their life with their beliefs. It, so, for example, if you believe you can't have joy in your life, you manifest no joy in your life. Mm -hmm. If you believe that the world operates by conspiracy, then the world operates by conspiracy, and so it's a self fulfilling process. And and we all have underlying beliefs that we may not know what they are. And as we open them up and expose them, if we are being mindful, then we can get rid of some of the ones that keep us back. And, and the ability to live with your beliefs is something this society has promoted. So I'm sure in general, societies tend to promote living with belief structures. And, and part of the pandemic is forcing people to either engage or disengage from beliefs they've held. Well, part of the problem too is is that uh, in and I heard this yesterday that there is a segment of the population that is uh, that follows QAnon that believes that the vaccine is what's called the mark of the devil or the mark of the beast. Are you familiar with what the term "mark of the beast" means? Yep. Yep. That is for those of you who might not. I'll just share with you. It's it's that comes from Revelations, and that's part of the end of time scenario. Which is, by the way, one of the things that those people are uh, pronouncing is that that these are the end times. Which I don't believe for a minute. I think we got a lot more work to do. Uh, I think that they're the end of some of the realities that we've been holding, 
it's time for us to shift a lot of our truths that are other people's truths to get down to our truth. And I'm praying and I'm asking for healing on this, that the only truth is basically is love. And so even if that includes tough love, but it's always based on love. And so with that, that it, we are coming to an end of something. And hopefully it's that, you know, like your theme is, is about that hate, division and fear. And so with that, that you see a lot of people working on that love scenario. Now there's going to be conspiracies. There's going to be past lives stuff that we got to work through. There's a bunch of stuff, but it's called, how can we get forward? How can we get onto this next journey of finding a cleaner truth, not other people's yeah. truths? Mm -hmm. I think I like we're in a, in a life's play and we're, we're just getting ready to go to the next scene, you know, to the next chapter or the next, you know, and some people will, will leave the theater right now and they won't, stay for the next, uh, the next scene, you know, because they're not ready for it yet. But, um, you know. And I think that's why going back to Kevin, you asked the question about people passing that, you know, there is a couple years ago that I really got that mother earth was really asking us who wants to be here. And we had to say, I definitely want to be here. You know, it was that kind of calling and people were kind of like going, hmm, I really don't. But if they said those kinds of ideas about three, four years ago, well, their timeline kind of came up to pass. And there were some people that, that it was just their time to move on. You know, we have different timelines in our life that our doorways open to exit. And if this was part of that calling to do, that was their, their time. And I'm also going to say that some of the people in the rest homes, they were done in some fashion. And so their cycle of life just kind of ended. And I also have an understanding that if somebody has dementia, that their soul is leaving their body a lot more. And so there's a disconnect between the body timeline and the soul wanting to leave timeline. And so sometimes an illness is one way for the body to say, I need to be done. And so with that, there's many different facets of why this could be a, the hugest Santa bag ever, you know, if you want to put in a concept of a bag of why somebody might have chosen to leave during this time. But at the same time, though, there's some different reasons why people chose to live. Now there are the oopses. I'm going to give you that. But at the same time, though, there's these moments where people were choosing, do I want to live here or not? And some of them, some con, somewhere on their conscious level, were saying no. And not everybody. Ju I'm just saying somebody, and I'm saying that with love, <laughs> and and as far judgment as I can. You know, it's just what I, an observation I've had. Mm -hmm. Well, very good. Uh, these conversations keep going, and they're very, very interesting, and they go so fast. I can't believe that it's been an hour and fifteen minutes. I know. Because <laughs> they go really fast. So uh, since you are the guest today, Diana, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how do they do that? Um, they can reach me at um, sfbayregressions.com. So that's San Francisco, sfbayregressions.com. And um, I, I can be found if you look at my name. There aren't very many people that you can Google with my name. And if you Google me, you'll find me. So, and I'm in <coughs> practice online and in person. Pequa? Pake, like cake. I got it. I can never get that right. All right. <laughs> Pake, like uh, cake. 
<laughs> Natasha. You can reach me at angelicclarifications.com or Natasha at angelicclarifications.com for an email. So thank you very much for everyone. And, and these are just perspectives that we're, we're hoping that can enlighten you to move forward in life because life is about moving and it is about enlightening ourselves. And we just hope to give that grace. Yeah. Regan. Yeah. Oh, and there's Susan chiming in. Yeah. Thanks for listening, Susan, and adding to the conversation today. That yes. Was nice. Thank you. Thank yes. you. You're a blessing. Yeah. It's nice. Um, yeah. Uh, visit theafterlife.com. Very simple. Visit theafterlife.com. Uh, videos. Uh, there's all kinds of information there. Um, I, I pretty much, uh, I'm in the same area um, as Diana is there. We're, we're both like in the Bay Area around San Francisco, but I do travel to Southern California too, getting ready to do a week, you know, 10 days down there with a bunch of people of, that want to do this process. So, uh, but if, if you are watching this on um, YouTube and you're in another country or another state or something, go to the newtoninstitute.org and they have a list of us therapists that are available in 40 countries. And there's probably one near you. So you can uh, get some help there. Or now that we're doing it online, um, use your intuition and uh, or throw a dart <laughs> or something. Pick somebody because we'd love to help you have this experience of, of uh, visiting the afterlife and getting a lot of your questions to your life answered. Um, it's uh, in a, an amazing process. Are you guys finding that you're gaining more interest, that there are more people coming to ask you about this all the time? Yeah. Yep. 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 I, I went from having one or two a month to four or five a week and sometimes three or four in a day. So it's business has uh, gone up since about October. So I, I'm finding that's shift, shifted a lot over the winter. Yeah. Your business? I've, I've been getting busier. Yes, I, I really have. And my business is a little bit different. You know, it's, you know, there's a lot of us out there. Uh, there's a lot of mediums and a lot of intuitives. And so it is about picking the right person that feels right for us. I know for me that my integrity I, I carry as little judgment as I can about somebody's situation. And when I do work with someone, it is about holding love for them. And I just hope that if you do find someone who's around you, if you want to do an in-person session and you're in another country or something, that you can find someone that carries that integrity. Because th there are people out there that, that don't. But I, I am getting busier and I'm very grateful. Very grateful. She's also very good. So if you want to look at some past shows, last Monday's show would have been good. The one that before that would have been good because she's actually displaying some of her gifts, which we're excited about. And her talk with uh, Susan today, that was that was also really good. Thank so you. We, the, the, the three of you, this is great fun. Will you come back next week? Yep. Happy I'm coming year. back. Thank you. That'd be great, Diana. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Thank you. Thank you. And oh, there's Veronica again too. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And Veronica, Thanks, thank Veronica. you for and make sure that you tell your friends. I know you do um, to try and get some more people that uh, would be interested in this because this is this is great intellectual conversation. <laughs> yeah. I've I've had these two women in in sessions with me for over ten years now, so they've they've come amazing steps. So I'm so grateful to have them in my lives.
Yeah. But what you guys do can then, which is why I support it so wholeheartedly, is because what you can do is you can change, you can quite literally change somebody's life. Mm-hmm. At least give them a different perspective of why they're here, who they're who they're here for, and what they're going to become, and their friends and family that have crossed over on the other side. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be sad. They can be they can be okay with it. Yeah, they'll see them again. Anybody have anything else they'd like to add? No, just everybody be good, behave. Yep. Be kind. Be kind to yourselves and be kind to someone else. It will make a difference in life. And I only have to say one thing. Go Gonzaga. (laughs) Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on Mind Appendix Report.